You're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast, dedicated to projects past that never saw the light of day. With your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. So welcome to the uh, next episode of the Can't Sell This podcast. Um, last episode, we discussed the Marvel... Uh, Steve Hudsicker, Hudsicker yeah. made up name uh, forget me not memory leak uh, character that turned out to actually be forget me not yeah and uh, the heartbreak that followed yeah it was brutal that's a tough that's a tough uh, beat like it was a literally I would have pitched that idea to Marvel in the room if and I can, I can just imagine oh, can you imagine the, the embarrassment they'd be like yeah we did that Already, I think it's, I think it's okay. You know what? I think it, yeah, we've we've already done that, and you'd be like, yeah, but you already also made. And then and then if you're in the room with Marvel, like give them a DC character, but you also made Batman, and then and then be like, get the fuck out. Yeah, just get the fuck out. It would just be great to like sell them their best ideas, but make it sound like you think you just. So I have it. a character. Hold on a minute. I have a character, and he can climb walls. And he shoots a thread from his wrists. Um, and he was bit by a nuclear-infused silkworm. And his garments are of the highest quality. <laughs> I'm going to call him Silkworm. What do you think, Stan? Get him out. I thought we kicked him out the last time he came in with the forget-me-not idea. And I'm not sure why he's back. Does he have a key? Did he steal a key card? You know, that's where I that's yeah. where I end up. Yeah. Specifically messing with people, which I, I didn't realize I liked doing until, you know, my late teens. Anyways, so I had an idea... Uh, where I had uh, what I thought was a uh, short film. I, it was, a, in my mind, an awesome short film. And much like your scenario, I spoke to a friend of mine who is, you know, he's a year or two older than I am. And he, within 10 minutes of me talking about this thing, he said, Last Starfighter. And I, uh, a little piece of me died, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a I mean, not in, a, not in a literal sense. It was, I mean, I'm dying slowly all the time, like everyone else. And I, I got past it, but I had written a whole treatment, oh. you know? Uh, and, and I was super into it. Do you want to hear? Yeah, I do. Okay. okay, I do. So I had called it The General. And the idea was that a pastor pastors can have kids right they can get married yeah. and have kids okay so it depends I, I don't on fucking know I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not religious so a pastor um, comes into his house in the evening and drops his keys on the um, counter and, and hears a voice coming from the second floor and it's a voice familiar to him and he tweaks to it so like imagine the scene right like, like all this generic homey stuff and and the concern on this guy's face that he hears this voice really should like oh my god what's going on and he quietly and carefully goes up the stairs 
opens this, the door to his kid's room, and there is this general standing on the screen of the TV saying, like, well done, cadet. You passed the next phase. Blah, 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 blah. And he, he's looking at it, and the son says, hey, dad, what's up? And he's like, oh, you're playing. What is this? What is this you're playing? And he's like, oh, it's this new game. It's called something, something. I, I didn't come up right. with it. Like Call of Duty kind of thing, yeah. Military shit, and he goes, uh, "Who's the general?" He goes, "Oh, that's General So and So." He's like, "Oh, okay." And then it flashes back to four guys sitting in a dorm room, getting high, getting drunk, whatever, and one of them saying, "Hey, did you ever hear about L. Ron Hubbard in Scientology and how he uh, said he could create a religion?" based on a, a dare like so I could do it I could create a religion did you ever hear that story yeah okay everybody has and then he created Scientology which is freaky weird so this guy was like I can create an army just by I can do it I can do it based on the L. Ron Hubbard thing where I'm, I'm gonna make it happen right and so everybody uh, bet against him and said, no fucking way. And what he did was he started a games company. And so over the course of 20 years where everybody went their own way, he started a games company that led to him creating his own militia that was started with this military style game. Simulation game. Right? right. Where as you got better at it, you got enlisted to come to the conventions. You started becoming a premier player. And then you became enlisted into his camps, and his camps became training camps. And training camps meant you were, as soon as you became of age, you got signed up into full-time player mode, whatever it was. And he started running black ops for the government, because that's what one does. Created his own militia, kind of like whatever they're called, the ones that go to... Iraq and yeah, uh, like Blackwater or whatever. Blackwater, yeah, like that a, kind a of private thing. military company, right? But those guys are former military, right? Yeah. That, that end up becoming you know Blackwater. He's creating kids that have no empathy, have no consideration for other human beings, and train them to not give a shit, right? So like this pastor was one of his buddies that bet against him, and then said. Uh, you're never going to do it. So then the whole the whole concept was that this guy is trying to turn it around. But, I mean, this dude's way too far past all of that. And and there's no way. To, so he starts visiting the, the other guys that are part of the bet. And they're like, what? No, you're crazy. You know, so I haven't given him much thought past that. But once my friend was like, well, Starfighter, I was like, oh, okay, heartbreak. So, but that was the idea. Which I also, it's probably been, that's what I mean. It's like, it's probably been done... In other ways, so I was I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna I was gonna just say Hugh, it's the last Starfighter. It's the last Starfighter. But, but it's not. With all due respect to your friend, right? It's totally not the last Starfighter at all. I appreciate all. that. I appreciate like that. at all. Right. I mean, uh, it it has one similar plot thread, right? But whereas that plot thread in The Last Starfighter is sort of like the instigating event mm-hmm. to a story about a kid who's, who is on a journey to becoming a hero. Right. This is something this completely... This is an evil guy. Yeah, and it's not even, it's not even yeah. really about the kid, it's about the pastor. Mm-hmm. 
this is it's, it feels like it's a very different story well I think the thing was is that the the in my mind the, the guy that that uh, planned the entire thing he never ever wanted he's not he's not like I'm evil he just was like you know sitting around with a bunch of buddies who's he's they're all smart people he's like I can make an army I can build an army it's no big deal I can do it and they're like what no because in their minds militias and armies and shit are like right wing weirdos that that have a stockpile of whatever this is a guy that just gets creates a games company then creates a whatever security company then creates a whatever and and just step by step creates a militia that then is beholden to him and he runs as the general you know and he never goes like nobody knows that he is the general right except for this pastor and people that may have knew him in the past right 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 you know Anyways. So, I mean... Isn't that dark? It's so dark. It is dark. I mean, okay. Oh, boy. There's... there's, don't think it's dark? I think it's... No, I think it's dark, but I think it's also... What's really interesting to me about it is... um, And maybe we'll get to this idea someday, but Mm -hmm. I I had been toying with an idea about uh, private military companies. Okay. And... (sighs) See? Yeah. And one of the things that sparked that was... Um, this concept of uh, I was a really big William Gibson reader oh yeah in high school yeah absolutely and um, although not in high school yeah me I was am I older no no fuck no there's no way okay 1972 74 ah so we're, sucker mm, fuck did you actually I, did you just do the math in your head like yeah. 74 and you're like oh no no, no. Um, yeah I right. 72 <laughs> is one two, two years, years older older yeah okay. but you're June so I'm like a year and a half yeah I'm December 72 okay yeah like so, a whole year is gone sorry yeah private security company I'm so yeah no 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 um, so what's what I find really interesting is um, there was this project and I was looking at Gibson's writing right and I was looking at Gibson's Sprawl Trilogy. Okay. Because I remember, post-high school, looking at the facts of, like, the fact that the the uh, hackers and um, in, uh, countermeasure software, Black Ice and Ice, yeah. were all things that were invented in this war with Russia. Sure. Right? Right. And we were at this point where that was not going to be a thing. Right. Of course. So I was like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a thing. Um, and like 1990, yeah, yeah like yeah. like the, the grunge era, you know, like when yeah. I, when I was in the Soundgarden. Oh man, the wall came down. This <laughs> burst. So, but the scary thing is, if you look at it now, where we are at 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 or where I was at, which was like 2016, mm-hmm. we were getting closer to that. And what I found really interesting was, I'd always been like. How was it that the the multinational corporations, these megacorps in, in Gibson's like how would those things rise to power? Like, oh, right. Right? Like like right now it, there's checks and balances so that you can't have like corporations can can gain economic power, uh-huh. but to get to the point where they're just like stepping over um, governments like one might argue that well yeah no but I know but there's that so it's like okay there's you know like there's lobbying there's there's like having politicians in your pocket but like but the thing that was missing the thing that stops that from being today's 
corporations to being the megacorps that literally run everything and make make right. governments not even matter right. is military. Sure. So, and then I was like, and if you take military and company, what you end up with is a private military company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, how, what's the story? Like, where's the story here that is a privatized military company that starts using technology and becomes so powerful mm-hmm. and is then merged with another corporation, like an Apple or something. Right. And all of a sudden, it's now a economic profit-driven company that has one of the largest militaries in the world. Yeah, I'm. Well, okay, I get so, it. So, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just riffing on your idea now. Yeah, where I'm yeah, saying yeah. like, like, and then the other part of it was like the technology aspect. So I think that if you play on those three angles in this idea, mm-hmm. right? Totally different story from Last Starfighter because they don't they don't go to any of that. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Right? So, yeah, yeah. And, and not only that, but a really interesting. Um, timely story like if, if you're playing with so you've got the technology already in the video game but what if yeah. what if it's not this is just a recruitment tool to get kids in boots with rifles but right. this is a recruitment tool to get kids to use their controllers to control drones yeah you know yeah I get it I, I, I think I think my issue yeah not issue in the going that, I think the, I think the thing is is that you know what's I, I can't remember what I watched where where I was like Everybody was operating a drone. It's Ready Player One, and there's they die, and, and, and they got they jump into another drone. Where yeah. like, okay, well that one's dead. Go to this one. I like the idea that you know the, these the the modern warfare still is a very you know it's an arms length warfare. Yes. It's it's no longer yeah, yeah. you know. So when you talk about drones and stuff, I didn't want to get to the near future. It was just present. So, okay. Okay. so I mean, like security companies right now, they have this whole situation where they don't do a lot in which they're at risk. You know what I mean? Like they're not the ones at risk. The military's at risk. Right. These security companies come in and they, you know, they guard shit or they pick something up and they bring it somewhere. I mean, they maybe are doing some black ops kind of stuff. I don't know because I'm not a security company. But in my mind, this guy was essentially a contractor. And, and, and it comes back to the concept of, like, um, you know, uh, Sicario. You know, when they explain, like, we can't do stuff domestically. CIA can't do stuff domestically unless we are in partnership with a domestic law enforcement uh, entity. Right. And that's why they bring in What's-Her-Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which it bothers me. I can't remember her name. But, you know, whatever. She was also amazing in... Um, Whatever that John, uh, Tom, not Tom, Tom Cruise, yeah, the Tom yeah. Cruise movie, the Tomorrow Die thing, Live Die Repeat. Yeah, but that wasn't the name of the movie. It wasn't the name of the movie, but yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. It was the ad campaign, which I remember more than <laughs> that. I really like that movie, though. So anyways, so so I, I thought that there was some merit to Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Thank you. Just remember. God. Thank you. There was some merit to the concept of there are literally people doing what we're talking about, parts of all of it. They talk about like training um, military assets using video games, video game yeah, yeah. type things. Yeah. So why not just make a video game that essentially trains people to be military assets? 
was the the whole the whole thinking behind it. And I think that you know I had to go the pastor route versus like some other fucking guy who might be tempted. Right? Like, I, I didn't like the idea of, like, he's a corporate lawyer and he has a moment of doubt. It wasn't like that. A pastor would have a very definitive set of values, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So he would say, this is immoral. I don't believe this is a good thing. And, and, a, and a, a corporate entity doesn't have moral objections to things. They don't believe in things. They are black and white. They do what they do. So the guy who is... You know, let's just say he's like on the, he's on the spectrum in some way where he doesn't give a shit. He's really just trying to win a bet from 20 years ago. Like that's where I was, that's where I was facing is like this guy, you know, he brings him in. It's like, hey, you know, Clive, so nice to see you. You have to stop being the general. You have to shut this down. I don't know why I would. I'm making billions of dollars a year just running this thing. Right. And I've won the bet. So, you know. So from a story standpoint though, like where where's your where where's the main conflict? Like it sounds to me that it's more between the pastor and the general. 100% it's it's the pa- pastor right. and the general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so how does that get resolved? Well, this is the thing. The pastor loses. So the pastor loses. I didn't want it to be a happy ending. It wasn't a thing. It was just like he just, you know, okay. he, he yeah. confronts he confronts the guy, he confronts his friend, he confronts him and says, you know, this isn't okay. And the guy's like, uh, so? You know, he doesn't feel anything. Short film, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, the resolution is going to be dissatisfying. I really wanted it to feel like, you know, you go through it with the pastor. So you see from the pastor's point of view, like this guy has a very moral compass like it's I am I'm worried about this and he sits down they have coffee it's genial it's 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 you know fine everybody's friendly meanwhile this pastor is the one who seems crazy because he's like why would you do this well I don't know what do you mean like I'm I'm making video games and then because of the video games I find out who are the best at these things versus putting people through training regimens in which they very well may turn psychotic right like when you look at um i don't know navy seals and shit the stuff that they have to go through they learn absolute loyalty to their team members but they don't give a fuck about anybody else right so like the concept of this guy training up people that don't give a fuck about anybody to begin with and teaching them this is what you need to care about, you know? I loved the idea of it being uh, unpalatable for people of a certain moral bent, you know? This will not make a liberal feel good because that is what we deal with on a daily basis already. When people talk about, um, you know, families being torn apart the one question you have to ask is who runs the facilities in which these families are being housed? Who is getting money for the beds that are bought? You know, there are people that are literally sitting around a boardroom table going, it's, it's worth a hundred million dollars. Yep. 
I don't oh, yeah. I don't have to feel anything about it. They're not people to me, they're product. Yep, absolutely. So as liberals, we have a real issue with that. But as storytellers, we have to take that into account. That this guy who is essentially creating an army, and that was the whole bet, has to collect at the end. The pastor has to pay up. You know, whatever that bet was. I don't want to do the, it's a dollar. You know what I mean? It's got to be something like the the pastor has to pay up and he has to accept it, that this is what happened. You know, how upsetting is that? Yeah, but so... So there's a note there that you end on, that you could end on with the it's the it's the um, like maybe he the, doesn't even ask for it maybe the pastor just slides and that's the end is yeah. the pastor slides the twenty bucks because over. he he's admitting he realizes he lost yeah but the the question becomes there's there's greater risk or there's a um, there's greater stakes now mm-hmm. because the pastor's son is being recruited yeah man right so and, and my feeling is is to make it have that sort of like there's there's an urgency to this is that kids about to graduate high school yeah he's he's gone he's coming of age. he's been he's, invited yeah yeah he's, he's got, invited to the next con yeah whatever it is yeah you know? he's got this this written invitation that's been yeah. sent to him and he no longer has the ability to stop him yeah and it's like, and then he says to his dad, he's like, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Are I, you kidding me? I love this game. I'm top, I'm, I'm, I'm in the top 50. Yeah. I'm like going to playing this game. That is, that, like, that is, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is, that is something that it never occurred to me. Like, in my mind, the kid was 11, you know, yeah, yeah. not the kid is 18. Yeah. He's playing the game and, yeah. and his dad is like, well, hold on a minute. I mean, what I'd love to see, and that's that's a great addendum, is the idea that it plays out where uh, the pastor is slowly realizing that his kid is going to do it. Yeah, and is going to literally go and join yeah. this. Like this, even like, even if it's just like they're having order. coffee, him and the the general guy, yeah. they're having coffee, and he goes, you know, I see, uh, I see Kyle is is eighteen, and and he's in our top fifty. That's amazing. Yeah. He's going to get the invite to the con. He is going to make so much. Money. He is going to do so well yeah. with us. He's going to be a star. He is going to do so well with us. Something, and, something yeah, it's like yeah. it's got to be. With, yeah. He's going to do so well with yeah. me. With me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That effect of, I am taking your kid. Yeah. It's got to be. That is so mm-hmm. dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now, and it, and it's like, from an ideological standpoint as well, right? Like this pastor is now saying, like you're you're. You're making my son believe, and you're making him go down a path that I can't condone. Yeah, you know, okay, so we have, we, we do have a bit of an issue in, in that the son has been raised in a very specific way. Right. So would he would he simply accept that as being... But what, I, what I'm thinking is the kid... A storyteller. Kyle. Yeah, but yeah. Kyle's like, Kyle's I not listening to his dad. I hate that I said Kyle. Right? It's too late. Now his name is Kyle. He's like, the son's name is Kyle. Yeah. He's like, absolutely. Dad, it's God. it's a game. You know what, Dad? I'm, I'm done. Done with this. You know? I just, I, I mean. How would he get so good at this game and his dad never know? No, I think his dad should know. And his dad should know that he's been playing these games. But his dad can doesn't have to be this, like, complete traditionalist either. He can be pretty, you know, like. like Forward for thinking, thinking. Yeah, yeah, he's like, it's a game. My son plays a game. It's shooting. He plays it with his friends. He hasn't. He's never picked up a gun. And it could be a thing that that 
he could even say to the guy, he's like, look, my son's been playing your game for four years. Yeah. He, you know, like, or I your mean, games, like, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been playing your games. Like, he's a big fan of your games. Yeah. And, and he's, he plays with his friends. They're online all the time. But he would never pick up a gun. Yeah. And shoot another kid. But you're making that happen now. You're you're turning him into someone who will take another human life. Yeah. Because yeah. of a game. Right? And I think... I mean... Will games make you kill other people? Like, the, that whole... Well, and that, that, brings us to, that brings us to the societal aspect yeah. of, of, of people blaming video games um, for a ton of shit that is just, like, psychotic but that's, kids. But that's you know? what I like about this, is because it's not about psychosis. It's not about It's about a kid who's good at a game mm-hmm. and finds, a, finds an opportunity to make money playing the game that he loves to play. Yeah. And he doesn't... Like, that's why I think it's important for him to not be like, no, I'm going to become a soldier and shoot people mm-hmm. because this game told me to. It's, no, Dad... They're giving me an opportunity to be a professional game player. I'm going to make player. this much. Yeah. Yeah. And they're paying for my college. Yeah. Like but the, all this stuff. All this great things. And, and, I, and I have to play video games to do it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's the, it's the dad because he has the pastor who has that knowledge that this is all happening because this guy's like, and he has to do the research, right? Like it, it should be something that's not really well known. Mm-hmm. So like he's got his games company, but he also owns this, this PMC. That yeah. does work work for the for the government. What's a PMC? I'm sorry. The, the the private military company. Okay. So oh, look at you. Yeah, yeah. I, that didn't exist PMC. until ten seconds ago. Nice. But um, but the thing is that um, it, most people don't see the link between people who have graduated from like the the top players in esports for the games that he makes uh-huh. are also the people who are going into this 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 privatizing. So I have two anecdotes that that are really part of this whole thing and, and, and unintentionally so the, 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 the first one is that uh, my wife and I went on a road trip to um, up, up the coast uh, from LA to Seattle and we stopped in Portland while we're in Seattle uh, one of my wife's supporters said hey by the way my brother-in-law works for the company that makes D&D the name is Wizards of the Coast Wizards of the Coast he will take you on a tour. Oh my God! As a former Dungeons and Dragons player, that is like it's like Mecca. Yeah, you know pretty, what I mean? pretty jealous right now. Super jealous. You should be. Okay. It was it was amazing. It was a horrible tour. Horrible tour. So we went to Wizards of the Coast. The guy was like, uh, "I really can't show you that much, but here is our cafeteria, and we have uh, many large statues of dragons." And here's a video game. And it was just like, you know, when you think of being toured around a a complex, like Wizards of the Coast is actually a big building. And we got like a couple of rooms in the the building and it was, it was dissatisfying. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I took pictures of the the dragon that's sitting outside the elevator on the second floor. And and he's like, oh, you can't take pictures in here. And, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where you're like, Hey, nerdlinger, just fucking walk us in here. Like, I want to see the, I want to see the golden die. You know what I yeah. mean? And then he gave us like some magic, the gathering cards. So I said, well, how did you get this job? I mean, this must be like dream come true. And he goes, well, I was a, a magic champion and I used to tour around. And then they hired me, right? Like that is, that's this. 
You know, is like I was really good at this game. They're like, you're really good. Come work for us, and then give shitty tours to people that you don't know. That's fair. I'm sure if he had friends, he was like, you should come check out the back room. That's where all good shit is. And he didn't. He was like, this this is your bad. This was Gomer Pyle. No. No, he was a nice guy, and I, I okay. should have done that. But anyway, so then I just, I just now I'm picturing it as actually. <laughs> Don't you wish? Yeah. He was huge. He was a big dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I can't. Maybe why he was so good at uh, magic was the fact that he was a big guy and like could like slap down a card and go, "What you got?" You know, and 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 then the 11 year old across from him start bursting into tears <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. But that's not true. Anyway, I won. So I, I won. I got your ass now. So no. Anyways, that's not it. He was a sweet guy. He just didn't know how to give a tour to save his life. And then he gave us a bunch of free shit. And I feel now I feel even worse about complaining. You're a jerk. I don't play magic, so give me a bunch of magic cards. Is like I could what make a fucking fort? You know, like it doesn't change my day. Give me some dice. Like give me give me a set of die. That would I would literally be so happy. But he didn't. He didn't give a shit. He's like he's I'm a magic guy. I don't give about give a fuck about. Uh, to Wizards of the Coast, I don't know what that guy's name is. So if, if anybody from there is listening, I, f- I feel bad. His name was not Teddy Rosenthal. That's a joke. He's not really... I don't know what his name was. <laughs> and if that guy is listening now, after however many years that this has been sitting around in the ether, I'm sorry, man. You gave a bad tour. So the second story is, is that I got a buddy whose son is in the top tier of Overwatch players. Oh. Like, to the extent yeah. of he makes money. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, his dad is really proud of him. But, like, what would happen if... It's Blizzard, right? Yep. So, like, Blizzard turns around and goes, like, look, we're going to give you a, a job. And your job is you're going to tour around and do Overwatch demonstrations with 12 other fucking... I don't know how many people play Overwatch, to be honest. I'm really 12. bad at it. Really? 12? What do you I, mean? I don't know. Maybe there's oh. more. Worldwide, I think there's just 12 people. No, I just meant like playing one At match. At one time? Is it 12 or 18 or something? It's got to be an even number because otherwise mm-hmm. like, it's 15. And it's like one guy gets eight and one guy gets seven. And it's like, fuck you, seven. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Usually they break no. it up evenly. Yeah, it's pretty even. So let's pretend it's 12. Right. Right. And we're going to tour around. So my buddy is really proud of his kid for being so good at a video game. But, like, what happens if that goes evil? Right? Like, is he going to turn around and go, like, whoa, 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 hey, man, you shouldn't be evil. And the kid's like, I was never evil. But but really, I am. You know? So the kid is never evil. Yeah, right? no, that's what I'm saying. But 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 he does get recruited and he does do the job and yep. eventually they're like, hey, listen, you know what? Like, you're really good at this. Could you be part of this team to just go and and like we're gonna put you on a plane and you're gonna go over here and you're gonna just deal with this. Like you're already trained up on all of our new equipment. The new simulation is you actually hold a gun and shoot at targets. Right? Like, that's the new simulation. Is right. Like you wear headsets and, and eye gear and, and you shoot at things. And they gauge whether or not you're actually good at this shit. Because people holding controllers are holding their hands in front of them. And they, they don't know fuck all about holding guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you seen people who are really good at first-person shooters hold a gun? They know how to do it. So say you 
you evolve the game so that the, you go from the regular game into like, hey, we're doing uh, live training. And live right. training is you take this and it's got a wire, but it's a real fucking gun. It's just got a wire that like triggers onto like some counter or something. And so every hit, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. that. It's like gamified. Gamified violence. Yeah. Which is what everything is. It's yeah, gamified yeah. violence. So like, that's where I was like, that's kind of where I was heading with this. Is like, you know, <laughs> there's no way to make that into like a 20 but, minute short film. But the that's, that's the concept. Is yeah. Like, but I mean, like, I think there's a lot of thought that's been put into like the mechanics of how that would work. And I don't even think it's like, I mean, it's good to have. Unnecessary, but it would like you don't even need to. That doesn't need to come out. Yeah, in, yeah. The, in the story. But the imagine story it really was. But the, imagine it was like on the way to having coffee. The general guy, who I don't know his fucking name right now, but like the general guy is taking the pastor down a hall, and that hall gives you the story of the training. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. the game to physical training to physical endowment to you know like everything leads to look at my soldiers so like the pastor gets a uh whatever you call it like a thousand foot view of this is how it works yeah and it would step be, by step it would be, and that could be done in in like one minute it would also be really interesting if the pastor doesn't quite realize what's going on at first right right so, so his son his son's playing the game his son says i got invited to this thing and it was the first time since his son's been playing that he's he's seen the, the voice the voice or heard the voice of the yeah. general so he's he's like so he, he's like is this your company you made this game and he's like yeah yeah we should get together let's talk and yeah, because yeah. the general knows I fucking did it yeah right so he, the general takes the pastor down and I mean oh my god what if the other two dudes work for him yeah so like he just he like they're all part of some end thing where the the other two dudes are like no, totally. Like he did it. Yeah, like, yeah. we've already paid, and that's and that's maybe the the payment. Well, I I still think it would be interesting if the last thing was the guy actually slid across a twenty or something, and it's like yeah, yeah. realize he lost. Yeah, but he's gonna lose his kid too. Yeah, it's gotta be fine. It's gotta lose his kid. Yeah. Well, he knows he, he knows I'm the he's, worst. He I'm knows. the worst for just like no. I, I mean, that's how it has to end, right? Like, I mean, if you yeah, want yeah, to yeah. end on the it's note, be like this guy's won, and yeah. it's 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 already a done deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that idea that the pastor doesn't really know what's going on. He just realizes that his son's been given some sort of opportunity from his old friend. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets there, he may even like. I mean, it was like some. Well, no, okay. So uh, no, you're coming from a, but you're coming from the point of view that he didn't know. But but I my initial idea. Was that he recognized right. what was happening? Right, like when he heard, just, "Oh, you, yeah. you've managed this." He's like, "Wait, why do I hear this voice?" And then he's, and that's when he reaches out. He's like, "Wait a second, what are you doing?" And then you flash back to the the dorm room. You flash back to the conversation. So, like, that's something. That, so there are there are a lot of situations in which I think happened to us or happened with us where uh, the conversation doesn't necessarily stick. On a daily basis, yeah, but a but trigger, a trigger. But here's what I'm thinking: back to it. It's not so much that he doesn't realize it; mm-hmm. he does realize. But what he, what his is going on in his mind, and what would be going on in the audience's mind is, OMG, uh, Peter is the general. Peter is doing yeah, it. Peter, look at you! You've even given him a name. Oh, that's good. We can't not name somebody. Yeah. And he's like, he's doing it. Like he's actually putting. He's going to start to put together a, a military. 
using this video game. Yeah. Like, like it would be really so interesting. So he doesn't realize he doesn't realize that it's been done. Yeah. He thinks it's 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 happening or it's about to happen. But and it's when he gets happened. that tour, he's like, oh no, my friend. Yeah. Follow me, and then like shows him. Yeah, which I thought like, was one of the best plot points of the Watchmen was that when he was like, "We're going to oh, stop yeah. him," he's like, "Whoa, I'm uh, sorry, I started this countdown 15 minutes ago. This yeah, has already happened. Already You're watching this now. Yeah. You know, I love the idea of maybe while they're having the conversation, he just hits a thing and the blinds open and you see like an army in behind yeah. him. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, I mean, he's like, "Well, I'm going to stop you." Stop me from what? And it's like I'm never gonna let you window. build this army out of kids. Yeah, it's like build it. But this is my army. I've here. already built it. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're a company. You know, what I mean? like that. Yeah. That to me is where like I love the idea of just this guy just admitting defeat. So the pastor, can I admit now, is uh, Mel Gibson from uh, oh, yeah. Signs. Yeah, that's why he's a pastor because Mel Gibson is a failed pastor, right? Yeah, didn't he like give up? Yeah, as a so. he gave up his faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After his wife died. Yeah, this guy didn't give up his faith. the The wife is still around. Nothing like that. It's a regular house. But I, I when Mel Gibson's like, I'm defeated. I'm like, okay, well, cool. You know, this is my Mel Gibson pastor guy. You know, cool man. Mm-hmm. See, so like that. That's the I. I didn't have a name for it. Last Starfighter Redux. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was good. Um, I think that was a good episode. You think so? Yeah. All right. Well, I hope everybody tunes into the next one, although we have no idea what it's going to be. And I hope you enjoyed this one. That's good night from Hugh. And from Steph. Everybody, goodbye. Can't tell us. <laughs>